Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper live in Indianapolis. And sorry we're getting to this late tonight, but we had a snafu of finding parking for our hotel and uh some good Illini fans did tell us there was parking at our hotel in a hidden parking lot underneath the ground uh but we didn't find that so we're parked on the street and hopefully our car uh my car is still there after night Derek but we've had quite a day it was quite a day of basketball but uh, settling into our hotel here we're we're figuring out (laughs) we're on the way but here we are with this podcast after a 90 to 68 victory over Rutgers and we just saw Iowa has defeated Wisconsin in an ugly game where Iowa only made two threes, but played pretty good defense uh, against the Badgers, who did not play very good offense. So we get an Iowa-Illinois rematch. So much to break down here, Derek. Um, first of all, what would you think of our trip to try and find some parking? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, quite an adventure. Quite an adventure. We kind of Said on the way in, commented that, man, Indianapolis is such an easy city, easy to get around. And we had trouble finding the original parking because they switched the garages or they switched the lots on us for the stadium parking. And uh, now this. So we've been all over the city. Uh, ask us. We, we know some good spots. So we know a gas station where you can get some things. No beer, by the way. Yeah. Um, but we're here and it's great to be here. Yeah, we could have used a beer after all of that. Uh, there, are, I, I will tell you, Indianapolis is open for business. I will tell you that much. Um, but let's talk about this first, Derek. Um, it's what I wrote about, and I think most of the questions to Brad Underwood afterwards were about this, because this game was so different. Not because just because Illinois played great defense against Rutgers, unlike their first trip, but uh, there were fans. There was an actual atmosphere there, and it was remarkable. It was obvious when we got there and then it was kind of an odd feeling to be honest with you because it felt like okay there's fans here there's a line there for food like we're going to the bathroom and oh there's a bunch of people uh around like we're all masked up it's a little bit different uh there were a lot of empty seats but when Io Desumu made a bucket he looked at the crowd and got a reaction from the crowd there was actual live reaction unlike this just piped in hum the entire time we're just been us kind of sitting far away watching this game um what was that like for you Derek it was surreal uh it really was it was really cool I mean uh it was for a moment there kind of jarring because we walk in and you're in the concourse and you're like I haven't been around this many people in a year and uh you're just trying to process it and figure out how to feel about it and look if we can do it safe i'm all for it and i think it's awesome but i really noticed it in that purdue game where of course purdue is going to have a large contingent of fans and i just have have missed it you knew it was there and you could ask me about it and i would have remembered it but just to feel when you have consecutive buckets or a run and then there's that timeout by the other team and just that roar from the fan base it 
kind of gives you goosebumps, man. It's like, wow, this was, this is what the sport's all about. Um, and, and what makes it so cool. And, uh, for Illini fans to be able to flock in there. And, uh, it was like they were watching McGuire and Sosa take batting practice because it's their first chance to see a team that's number three in the country. And they're all getting as close as they can courtside. And they got their cameras out and taking videos, taking pictures. Young Kofi, I, they haven't been around this team. And for me and you have been in so many empty arenas where there's just been some, some huge games that just have those dull moments where there's just not, there's nothing going on in the timeouts that to have those people in there, it was, it was cool. It was different. Um, but it's awesome. I couldn't hear Brad Underwood today. Like I'm going to miss that. I could, I could, I, I won't miss it that much, but like I couldn't hear him and what he was saying today, which is weird for this year. Cause you can hear everything Connor Servin says on the bench, right? Like you can hear Coleman Hawkins all the time with his voice, uh, that kind of rings out. Yeah. Like I gotta be honest with you. Like there's a sign, there's a part of you because as we come out of this, right? Like as we get back to whatever normality will look like, you're sitting there like, is this right? Like, or is okay. We're, we're being safe. Like we're taking precautions. We know more about this virus. Like we're doing better with it, but it's like, there's this kind of like limbo we're going through. It's like, we're, this is like the first big sign, at least for sports in our job, right? Like that we're starting to get back where fans can be a part of it. We're starting to get back to a little piece of that normal. And it was during that Purdue game where Trevion Williams is making these back-to-back buckets, Derek, and and the Purdue fans were huge, right? I mean, it's a short drive from West Lafayette and all these Purdue fans in Indy. And this, like, cascade of sound came over me. And I'm like, whoa, that's what that's like. I I remember that. Um, And then just to experience that was really cool. And catch I caught up with some Illini fans that made, you know, big trips to out of this and they just wanted to see this team like to imagine the 05 team with like no fans around like that that wake forest game if there were no fans like they illinois had those games this year and it was it was like they'd watched the beatles in england for all this time and the beatles finally came over here and they just flocked to them and security guards had to break up clusters of people because they were kind of getting as close as possible to the court and kind of making this big group. And it was surreal. Um, and then Derek Delana treated them to a show. This wasn't a disappointment. This wasn't, you know, Hey, Illinois is going to struggle or they might even lose the first round of the big 10 quarterfinals after all of this. No, they got off to a nine Oh start. I was pumping up the crowd. Kofi's dunking on everybody and they just completely dominated. Rutgers 90 to 68. So I felt great for those thousands of fans, a lot of fans that were there that this wasn't a bust. They got treated to an absolute show today. Yeah, absolutely. And you could just tell from the very moment where they're watching Adam and Io put on a little bit of a dunk show in the, in the warmups. There's just the pure excitement of just finally getting to the point where they can see this team live and, and experience it and feel part of it. And of course they're watching everyone that's, not able to, to be here uh, is still watching and uh, a part of this ride, but uh, really cool, really cool for them to provide that moment and just kind of have that interaction. Like you said, when IO is, is making a play and, and let me hear you. That's, that's kind of what he's making the, the set, the sign to the crowd and Kofi has a dunk in his chest, just yeah. stares off and yeah, beats his chest and um, really cool. IO's family there, uh, Brad's wife and daughters there. So, uh, that's something that's been missing, and like you said, for them to 
to step into that building and the angle I'm kind of taking is that's the building where their dreams, everything that they're hunting, everything that they want and talked about, that's where they can win it. Uh, and there's, there's hardware to be won in that building. And this is their debut in Lucas oil where they can win a big 10 tournament title. They've talked a lot about how much that matters to them because they feel like it's, it's really a, a statement opportunity that, Hey, we're the best team in the big 10. Yeah. We've had this thing with Michigan. Uh, and then the final four is going to be there and, and this is go time. And this team, continues to show just not only that they have a another gear or just a level that not many teams can match in the country but they're starting to find that consistently they're starting to piece that together game after game after game this is their fifth quad one win in less than three weeks so this team is on one right now and it's it's really fun to watch it was from the get-go different guys in the first half get going Iowa was great but Grandison Trent DeMonte and um, we're starting to see that depth really pieced together and a, a full collective team effort that we kind of envisioned at the start of the season where when it all kind of meshed together and it, it's there right now. And it's really exciting. Can I just mention the IO crossover move? Oh man, that got the ooze from the crowd as well. And, and Kofi dunks like, yeah. this ain't Eli Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> best quote. This is the absolute best quote. If you haven't read that, go check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean the Kofi dunks. Like these people saw freshman year Kofi, he didn't dunk as much as sophomore year Kofi, and Kofi had I think three of them uh, today. He was he was a monster. But yeah, you mentioned it. Um, let's get into the other part. I mean the balance scoring was great. Trent Frazier had eight, made all two point buckets. Adam Miller had several two point buckets. Like those guys are starting to get more aggressive and taking it to the rim because teams are closing out on them and it gives them opportunities. Uh, Grandison again provides great energy. I mean, Io was an absolute superstar 23 points, six assists, five rebounds. And Kofi, I mean, your two stars were stars. And then everybody else really stepped up. Curbelo. Didn't have a very good game, but ended it well. DeMonte Williams, nine points, five rebounds, most of that in the first half as well as Illinois got up to a 19-point lead uh, going into halftime. So, yeah, I mean, that team, the one we saw is dangerous, but the part I loved about it, Derek, was Rutgers outscored you last game, and Illinois kind of allowed them to do that, giving up 91 points. Uh, even in that Penn State game, Illinois outscored Penn State, but Penn State put up 19 in the first couple of minutes and 81 for the game. Uh, this team is a really good defensive team, and that's what's helped them win 12 of the last 13 games. Tonight against Rutgers, hold them to 68, and you know the second half wasn't really a game. I mean, it was just kind of like, hey, let's just get through this half and, and get to the, the next game, and Illinois didn't have a problem with that. But they forced tough shots. They forced turnovers, and – the one part, I, other part I loved is the scouting report. This team follows through on the scouting report, and the scouting report was they don't rebound well. And if we attack the glass, own the glass, we can shut them down. Illinois had 44 rebounds to Rutgers, 19. And offensive rebounds, Illinois had 17. So almost had more offensive rebounds and total rebounds for Rutgers. This team's just locked in. Like mentally, into the scouting report, into – Everything we want is in front of us. I'm not really worried about this team laying an egg. Maybe they lose tomorrow against Iowa because they don't shoot well. Maybe they don't beat uh, the, the Big Ten championship game because they just don't execute well. Um, but it feels like mentally, you know, the team we're worried about with Maryland and Ohio State, that seems like a thing of the past, Eric. Yeah, it'd be shocking if we saw it again this season because they do feel like they understand. Uh, Iowa talked about the winner go home 
nature and just kind of the the flip of the switch. But really, here down the stretch, they've they've found that consistency, that sense of urgency, and, and really understanding that uh, it's now it's now when you just define your season. And like you said, defensively has been a, a huge part of that. And I thought back to the Michigan game where clearly Michigan's a a more talented offensive team, but just kind of imposing yourself onto that that offense and with your physicality and your ball pressure, Rutgers couldn't run their offense in the first couple of minutes. And I know that they had a, a decent amount to do with that, just making mistakes, but five turnovers in the first three minutes uh, for Rutgers and, and it led to offense the other way. And uh, Ron Harper Jr. did did have success I and mean, he still is kind of a matchup problem for Illinois. But outside of that, uh, this was a Rutgers team that had 15 offensive rebounds the first time these two teams met in Piscataway and uh, really had the advantage in the effort and physicality departments. Illinois did not allow them to do that. Like you mentioned, they absolutely owned them on the glass. Miles Johnson was in foul trouble. That was big for, for Kofi to put him into that situation. Uh, and then you, you don't really get hurt by Mulcahy or Baker and Rutgers doesn't make threes. And look, you, you could have, easily played into the fact that Ruck, hey, Rutgers is playing some pretty ugly basketball. We could be in a rock fight too, but they didn't let that slow them down. They really just stepped on the gas. There was a while there where Rutgers made it a 12-point game in the second half, but then they just reinserted it right after Corbello <laughs> got hit in the almonds. And <laughs> and that was that. Yeah, I, I don't know if McConnell meant to do that, but how do you do that without not meaning to do that? I mean that's that's brutal. That's br- and I'm glad the refs just gave him a break <laughs> to look it over. I didn't know it'd come out in a flagrant two. Um, I guess yeah, going for the ball. I, it is a flagrant two, if you get my drift. Ah, there it is. Yep. Don't, oh, you just don't go there, man. You, the hand should not go there. <laughs> it shouldn't. Um, but he's okay. Andre Kerbel is okay. Okay, he got a T for. Uh, Scoring on Io, and then he talked crap to Io. That that's that's something. I, I mean, that's I appreciate Mulcahy's too <laughs> for for doing that, Derek. I mean, that's that's uh, that's ballsy in its own right. Yeah, the uh, sportsmanship winner for the Big Ten. I mean, I I don't mind it. Uh, now, the one thing I would say is when you're down, what is it, sixteen or whatever it was at the time. That's his only basket of the night. I mean. You, you traded two free throws for your, for two points, but uh, you can tell his kids someday, man. I scored on that ten year NBA guard, yeah. <laughs> and let him know about it. Um, he he didn't have much else to talk about that night, but hey, uh, he he's tough. He, he's like he's he's a competitor, and uh, he, he definitely got the best of Illinois the first time they met. Yeah, and uh, how about Tyler Underwood scoring? Uh, I think it was his first three of the year from deep. Uh, that I mean, that was cool to see even like you have that moment in the Big Ten tournament. You had such a big lead uh, that Tyler Underwood gets that. So uh, for the sixth year guy, pretty cool to see uh, Tyler Underwood hit that in the postseason. All right, Derek, let's just look ahead um, because that was a pretty easy victory, the kind you want to see uh, from Illinois. But let's look ahead when we come back on the Illini Enquirer podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Derek. Uh, it was interesting. Wisconsin had a, a lead for a while against Iowa. Iowa only made two threes. Wisconsin had 14 turnovers, which is a, the opposite of what you think of both of those teams. Uh, but Iowa's the better team. They came out on top. Luka Garza, another monster game. Wieskamp was great in the paint late in that game. Uh, but he's playing, which is huge. He looked really healthy uh, as well. So here we go. Iowa, Illinois, yet again. This will be for the fourth time in the last two seasons of this great rivalry. Illinois is up 2-1 to one right now. Uh, Bob Osmussen from the News Gazette asked me who I thought was going to win the Big Ten tournament. I said Iowa. Because I love the way they're playing. Now, if they only make two threes against Illinois, they ain't winning. But um, they're starting to play decent defense. I don't know if that keeps up against Illinois, but they're playing competent defense. We know how good that offense is. You know Garza's going to get his. Uh, you just want Kofi to match and, and kind of limit him a little bit. What do you think of, of round four? Uh, does it draw even, or does Illinois pull ahead here? Oh, man. I, I just can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see those fan bases – Socially distanced in the same building, and um, we had some Iowa fans behind us during the Iowa Wisconsin game, and they were um, they were vocal. Uh, that's fine. I, I've missed it, but uh, it should be a really high level game. Uh, we sit here talk about Illinois being one of the hottest teams in the country. Iowa's won eight out of, eight out of their last nine. Like you said, being able to take a step, a big step in the right direction defensively. When has Fran ever won a game in the '60s? Like they won today. Uh, so that that was a good sign for them. Um, yeah, Luke is going to be an absolute load like he normally is, and I know that him and Kofi um, can kind of even each other out a, a decent amount, you would think. You, that's a win for Illinois if that happens. Yeah, if, if that is the case, that's a good point. Uh, if Luke is not able to stretch him away from the basket and make threes and, and, and make that kind of a mismatch. Um, at, the, at the other end, uh, obviously, Luke doesn't necessarily – stop baskets in the post as much as he scores them um so Kofi will have an opportunity uh it'll be interesting to see how Iowa shoots the three don't expect them to go two for 20 again um I I think Illinois gets it done I I have Illinois I predicted Illinois and Ohio State in the in the final I don't know if Ohio State's finishing like they (laughs) quote-unquote finishing like they have recently they're not going to beat Michigan but uh, I do think Illinois ultimately prevails and um they're they're the more I know Iowa's played some good defense. Illinois is the more defensive-minded, solid team in that in that sense. And I think that right now they're probably getting more contributions from more guys at this point. No, I agree with that. Um, I think it's going to be a high-level game. Like, yeah, I don't even know where to go with this one. I, I picked Iowa going in here, but Illinois just has this killer instinct right now. But Iowa, I think, is playing its best basketball that's played uh, the last two years. I mean, this semifinal day, Derek, we have four top 10 teams. This is like an Elite Eight weekend um, with Michigan. And I know the rumors out there with Isaiah Livers. I haven't seen any reports yet, but uh, he seemed to suffer an injury late in that game uh, or during the the game today. uh, And 
we'll see what happens with him. But you got Michigan, one of the top five teams in the team uh, in the country. Uh, Ohio State, one of the top ten teams in the country. And then Illinois and Iowa, two of the top five. I mean, this is quarter. This is semifinals in the Big Ten tournament. Um, this is going to be some high-level basketball between these two teams. But it's it's a great warm-up, as you said, Derek, going into an NCAA tournament where you know the team you just played today, Rutgers, is like an eight-nine seed, right? And then the next round you get a four or three, uh, and then you know after that, or you get a four or five, and after that you get a two or three, and this is a two or three seed. This is like an elite eight primer for you where none of those games are going to be easy for you so most of the games left are going to be like this which is just so much fun but the guy I keep coming back to is man Io seems like he's on a freaking mission today what he did um we're talking about he's playing like he's trying to play himself into the lottery and I wouldn't doubt it right now. He is playing like no other in college basketball right now. Maybe Cade Cunningham and what Oklahoma State are doing right now. But because you have that guy, I just think it gives you such a confidence going into this. And I think you asked Brad Underwood today, does that is that or somebody asked him today, is that I think it was Gavin? Maybe is that contagious? And it looks like it. It looks like the rest of the team, their confidence in Io rubs off onto them, which gives everybody confidence. Yeah, you can tell. There's that look in his face. Um, through the mask. Through the mask, which makes it even more intimidating if you're on the other side of that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he was playing at a really high level last year. And I'm not, that's not to say he hasn't elevated his game this year because he certainly has, and the numbers support that. But uh, this is the opportunity that he lacked last year, the postseason, the exposure. If he has, if he continues to have great games, whether it be against Iowa, whether it be in the, Big Ten tournament fi- final all the way into the NCAA tournament, he can play himself into that mid-first, whatever it may be. Because you're starting to see ESPN, and I, I'm still going to continue to go back on them, not having him at all in the mock draft in the preseason. I think he's currently rated like 20th overall and their best available, uh, and he's continuing to rise up. So uh, that, that guy is on a mission. Uh, he's doing what he said he would do, and this team is who they – claim to be back in the in the preseason and that's pretty exciting and they're every bit of that final four contender right now based on what they're doing and this is the time to do it it's fun stuff man and it's fun to be here it's fun to see here and and see fans uh and it's fun that they get to be a little bit a part of this um and now we get a high level weekend ahead of us we'll see how long Illinois stays but Man, can't ask for anything better out of the Big Ten tournament at this point. And Illinois gets it done in style in front of their fans, 90-68 to 68 over Rutgers. We got content on the site. Check it all out. I got a story on the fans. Thanks to all the fans who, who talked to me today. It was great catching up. Thanks to all the feedback. And thanks to everybody who messaged me about wanting to do it. I uh, didn't get to everybody, but uh, wanted to get a good representation. I think we did. Joey's got quick hits. He's got another story in. He also has a podcast, uh, the one before ours, with uh, Sean Evans of Hot Ones, which was really good. So give that a listen if you haven't. It's You can listen to it anytime. It's a lot of fun. And then Derek uh, has a column coming up on his big takeaway from this game, which they look postseason ready. <laughs> they seem like they are on a mission. So check all that out at IlliniInquire.com. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow after Illinois, Iowa, round four. Ding, ding. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 